From in the beginning to the musical apocalypse, this is The Bible Says What. I'm your host, Mike Wiseman. Quick update. I'm up to four spiders now. They're absolutely amazing. All of them are here in the studio with me. I'm completely surrounded by them. I've spent my whole life being terrified of spiders. But now, with the help of Spider-Man, a guy on a pink toe tarantula named Miles, and a few of his adorable friends, I'm losing that unjustified fear. That being said, during today's conversation, I made the claim that all spiders are venomous. I was 100% wrong. There are actually two species of spider that lack venom glands. So there you have it. I don't want to spread any misinformation about anything, especially spiders. Blasphemous. Remember, I'm an expert on nothing. Research and verify everything for yourselves. Praise Spider-Man. Let's start the show. Is there anything in the Bible that you yourself have an issue with? <laughs> Okay, so it took you reading the Bible to realize that those things were bad for you? Yeah, it actually did. I, I didn't figure this out on your own? No, Ted, Ted Bundy could be redeemed. God doesn't kill children. Does, what do you think the Passover was? Yahweh sets up a whole system in the Old Testament where you slaughter animals just so he's able to forgive you. Today's special guest is author Troy Hadid. Welcome to the show, Troy. Yeah, thank you, Michael. Can I call you Mike? Absolutely. All right, Mike. Wicked. Yeah, thanks for having me, man. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for taking the yeah. time. So tell us a little bit about this book of yours. Um... Wow, it's called Straight Into It. It's called My Name is Love. I've been writing it for the last four years. Hmm. Um, subtitle is We're Not All That Different. <laughs> and, um, you know, pretty much it is a book to me about how do we get out of our own way and remember what it means to love one another. Like hmm. beyond these, we're born into a world where we're in a lot of ways we're told we're separate. I mean, they were born. I'm given a body and I'm told that body is Troy. And then you're given a body and you're told that body is Mike. To right away from the second we enter the world, we are programmed to see ourselves as separate huh. and other. And I think there's this subtle unconscious programming that, that causes us to live our lives governed by this need for self-preservation, this need mm -hmm. to meet our own personal needs and desires. And I believe that for us to really understand and remember what it means to love, we need to have a look at that and be able to get that obsession with individual identity out of the way mm -hmm. so that we can remember what it means to love one another. And how do we do that? Man, every day, it's constant introspection, constant reprogramming. <laughs> and uh, this book, what it does is it's a little bit of philosophy and teaching with some stories from my own life to see how these teachings show up. And not only where I embody them, but where I, more importantly, where I feel to embody them. Because I think there's a, a culture in a world, you know, this New Age spirituality train is pumping and um, <laughs> there's a lot of people, and it's cool, and it's hip, and that's great. 
But there's a, a lot of times what we do is we look at all these teachings and philosophies and we post them on social media and we point out where we're embodying these teachings in our lives. Mm. But we're not creating a space to look at where we're not. Mm. And we're not looking at our own darkness and our own shadow and our own misalignments. And it's so important that if we are committed to being better human beings, that it's so important that we do that. And we mm. have the courage to look at where we're not showing up from a place of love, where we're not showing up from a place of alignment, you know? Mm. Interesting. Thank you for that. Yeah, yeah. No, we should all strive to be better humans, that's for sure. Could all use yeah. a little bit of that. Yeah, every day try to be a little better. One percent where I'm aiming for that one percent, you know, just a little yeah. bit better every day. Yeah, you know, yeah it's, absolutely. It's a goal you can achieve, I believe at least. Yeah. But that's, that's awesome. Um, so what does love mean to you? You know, I have um to me what what love is in we have such a tough question, Mike, by the way. Could have given me a heads up. Um, you know, I, I I think we have, everyone has a different idea hmm. of what love is. Hmm. And that, I think, comes from our conditioning, and our bringing, and our experiences. And I think for a lot of us, we have it wrong. Hmm. Or, or we our perspective is somewhat skewed. So I would say two things before I answer your question. First thing I would say is that love, when we think of love, we often think of flowers and rainbows and butterflies and Cupid and all the cute little stuff. And love is fierce. Mm. Love is courageous. And love is in your face. Like, mm. real love is willing to rock a boat to facilitate transformation. Mm. And I always say, if if you're not willing to lose someone or lose something, then you don't really love them. To love something or love to love someone is to be willing to lose them to facilitate their growth and transformation. Mm-hmm. You know, love is fierce. And I think that's something we have to recognize is, is that love is courageous. It's not always comfortable. It's uncomfortable. Sometimes it's <laughs> painful. It's what love is. Yeah. And... I think the second thing we have to acknowledge is that love is mm. not conditional. Yeah. It's not conditional. As long as long as your love is conditional, it's self-serving. Yeah. It's not really love. You can't you can't if you love someone only if they meet your desires and needs or only if they do as you think it's right, mm-hmm. then you're not really loving them. Mm. It's a business deal. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I think this is a massive problem that has come through historically. Hmm. I mean, you look at you look at religion as well, right, Mike? And um it's like look at the narrative that has been told by religion. Hmm. God loves you as long as you do X, Y, and Z. That is a conditional love. Mm -hmm. And I think that is something we need to really look at. Love is not conditional. Hmm. And there's a quote by, I think, Yogi Bhajan. You know, a lot of these quotes, you never really know who truly said it or not. (laughs) But he says, well, he uses the word God. He says, you cannot see God in anyone unless you see God in everyone. Hmm. And you cannot love anyone as long as you love 
everyone. And, and I firmly do believe that. And I know this could open up a whole can of worms for our discussion, but I'm ready. <laughs> right. <laughs> to, to answer your questions, Mike, I believe to, to love someone hmm. is to see God in them, to see divinity in them. God. And then to act accordingly. All right. Now, I, well, I know, to, to my understanding, I believe you're an atheist, right? So correct. Could, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Good. So my next question is, is obviously, can you describe your God? Can you describe your deity for me? Yeah. So for me, Mike, the very first chapter of my book is called Redefining God. Hmm. Redefining and God. Redefining God. And I think it's very important that we do that. Interesting. Because, okay. because, you know, and I've had this conversation, I've had a conversation with atheists before, and at the end of that conversation, I asked the question, well, do you believe in anything, like any intelligence of any kind? I don't know. That, I live on the planet Earth. I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so my point is that if someone does, believe in any energy or any intelligence, even an energy, anything unseen that connects human beings, then I call that God. And, the internet. It's an unseen oh, entity that connects a, human beings. That's a good one. Now, I want to make clear, Mike, I'm not trying to convert you. No, This no. is just my, you know, this is, um, yeah, but even the internet. All right, sure, go with it. <laughs> or something that connects us universally. I mean, to me, when somebody walks in a room, hmm. you feel the energy they carry. Hmm. There's something there that is unseen for me, for me. Yeah. This is hmm. for me, right? Um, yeah. So what I invite people to do, here's how I, I would approach it. I have chosen an to believe and know, I know that there is something outside of the individual existence. You know that there's something outside the individual. I know. I know there is. That's quite a claim. Yeah, I know there is. But again, look at that, Mike. For me to know there is, that's what I choose to believe. That's my knowledge. I can't prove that to you. Well, no. I can't prove that to anyone. Um. But for me, it's what gives my existence meaning. Mm. If mm. And let me explain. If my existence was just for me and my pleasures and my desires, then I'm okay giving it up. I'm like, cool, I'm done. It's, it's, it serves no purpose, right? Uh -huh. I have to know for me. Uh-huh. That my life in some way is contributing to the evolution of human consciousness and something greater than myself. Hmm. And if that that's what gives my life meaning and purpose. Okay. Because the way I see it, there's no way, Mike, for me and you to leave this conversation as the same people that came into it. <laughs> it's impossible. In some way, we would have impacted one another. Hmm. And you and what you share with me today is going to live with me from here on. You're now part of me, Mike. <laughs> You're now well, part I'm of me. sorry. I'm sorry. Maybe we should just stop this now then. <laughs> yeah. But um, 
<laughs> so, so I guess what what I'm getting at in when in when I frame redefining God is yeah. I do connect to something larger. It could be form. It could some people might see it as a form or formless. To me, it's formless and it's nameless because formless I don't believe religion in any way. You can't make something exclusive or something as vast as divinity. You can't claim ownership of it and put it into a box and say that it belongs <laughs> to some people and doesn't belong to others. Hmm. So my understanding of God might be very different to the the normal understanding of yeah. God. You know, yeah. but for me, there is something that connects all of us. Something that connects and all of us and that something, something is God. Well, it can be called whatever you want it to be. Huh, I'm not yeah. attached to the name God. Okay. So many many people have asked me before, well, do you think it's important to use the word God or can we use a universe? Hmm. Can we use another name? For me, in my opinion, it doesn't matter. Hmm. It's, it, I believe that every single individual has a right to their own relationship with the divine. Or whatever they want to call it, every single individual, and um, I think that's really important because no one else can tell you what that is. This is your relationship to it, hmm. and I think we need to create space for every single individual to redefine and cultivate their own relationship to whatever that is. Somebody might say it's in this jar. Somebody might say it's in a tree. For me, it's whatever connects you to something outside of your own individual existence. And I choose, I use the word God. I use a lot of words for it. Hmm. And somebody once asked me, they said, do you think it's important for us to use the word God? Hmm. Can we use another word? And I explained to them that for me, it's important. For me, it's important personally, for just for me. I can't say what it is for anyone else. And the reason I choose the word, use the word God is because I acknowledge all the wrongs and misalignment that have been done in the name of religion. Hmm. And I believe that if I choose to use a different word, I'm creating more separation. I'm creating more exclusivity and saying that what I believe as the divine intelligence is different to what someone else believes. And I don't believe there is. I believe there's one one consciousness of whatever you want to call it. I don't believe it's different. Um, so I believe that I choose to use the word God because I would love to invite those that do connect to with God or those that do connect to realms of organized religion, I would love to shift that perspective and open it up just a little bit. I would like to begin to correct the misalignments that have been done in the name of God. Hmm. So, And I'll, ju I'll just say one more thing. For yeah, me, yeah. it's important because if I don't believe in something outside of myself mm -hmm. that connects me and Mike hmm. or connects me to all of existence, then that makes me separate. That makes me other. And that means 
that to me that my mere existence is somewhat meaningless because it me it also means that when I leave my body I will cease to exist, and that's not something I generally connect to. Gosh, it scares you a little, Go, Mike. Go, Mike. You a little bit there. <laughs> no, not at all. Does that does that scare you a little bit that what that thought of not having that that uh, afterlife that uh, how does that make you feel? No, it's not. Um, I don't believe it's even an option. Huh. I believe it. So let me explain because I do believe also, Mike, that my views might be a little different to what you're accustomed hearing. I, when every talk, every person is different, that's why I love this. It's because yeah. nobody has the same. Well, not everybody yeah. has the same answers. A lot yeah. of them don't have the same answers. But yeah, yeah. this is this is again, you're unique. Um, you have you you believe in a consciousness is a little bit different, but it, it's it's yeah. basically the same thing. You you believe in a higher power, just a little different ingredients. There it is. I want to use the word power, but an gotcha, not power. It's not a power. It's a oh, consciousness. Man. It's, it's a consciousness. So it's a living being. Oh whatever oh yeah it has to be look at the way we live in dude like to uh. me it's like something <laughs> is behind this even if even if you connect a big bang well there have to be things to bang even if you believe in a god well i would ask a question well all right well where did god come from yeah you know but i want to answer your other question first yeah. and that is that I don't believe in that there's a heaven and hell as mm. such. I don't believe that there's somewhere you go to as such. I don't know if that's true. I have no way of mm. knowing. And to me, anybody that claims they know, <laughs> that raises some flags for me. Like there's no real way of knowing, right? Yeah. When somebody tells me they know for sure about the yeah. invisible things. Yeah. But here's what I Sends know. Up some flags. <laughs> yeah. So here's what I know for sure, Mike. Right. Mm. And and I can describe this from a scientific point of view as well. Energy cannot be created nor destroyed. It merely changes state. Uh-huh. Einstein, right? Uh-huh. Our existence as we know it is molecules of energy and particles vibrating at certain frequencies to create this world we live in. Uh-huh. So I believe that every action, every word, and every thought carries with it a resonance and a vibration. Oh, wow. On, on, a, on a very subtle level. Everything we do in the world carries with it a resonance, a vibration that impacts the world around us, which mm-hmm. is also one of the reasons why, I don't know if you're comfortable with the idea, but, but me and you are not leaving this conversation the same. The world cannot be same place because we've had this conversation. Because every one of our interactions from here on will be different because of this conversation. So, in other words, when I leave my body, Hmm. I know that that resonance and vibration will continue to exist in some form. How do you know you're going to leave your body, though, Troy? How do you know you're going to leave your body? Because when that energy, the body, the energy in our body just decomposes, it goes back into the earth and recycles itself. Yeah. I don't see any other part going anywhere. That's the that's the invisible part that is different. So, so, so I'm not speaking to, I get you, I'm not speaking to a soul gotcha. or an entity. Okay. I'm speaking to the mere fact that I could give you a story from my experience I had um 
last year, but I don't want to go there just yet. Okay. But what I'm speaking <laughs> to is the actual way we make people feel. Okay. The actual way we impact someone's consciousness or someone's someone's intelligence or the way they show up in the world. Because if you can impact how I my relationships from this point on, then you live in that. Hmm. And every conversation I have, you live in that conversation. And and you will impact people through my conversations. So that's what I'm speaking of, is the the vibration and the impact that you have had on the world uh-huh. while you were in your body will never end. That resonance and vibration of that will continue to, to have ripple effects throughout the I mean, that's that's a that's a that's a claim. That's a that's quite a claim. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of different variables in there. We could just sure. we have famous quotes by anonymous authors. Those people aren't resonating anymore. The anonymous person is resonating. So let's just say Jim Bob made this amazing quote that we're now using as anonymous, and that person's gone long and gone. And Jim Bob never gets any recognition for it, or so his voice really isn't carrying anywhere. His his, his right. resonance, so- Mister Anonymous, is. So, so yeah, go ahead. Would, yeah, I get you 100%. <laughs> but that's because Jim Bob is not actually Jim Bob. <laughs> Jim right? Bob is the universe. Rem- remember, remember, I feel like talking to you, Mike. You make me sound like an absolute nutter. You make no. me sound like <laughs> so I can here, ask questions. What, yeah, so here's what I think the biggest. I don't call it a lie hmm. because I believe that a lie is something that's told to deceive. Mm-hmm. Right? This is not what I'm about to tell you is not a lie, but it is one of the most, if not the the biggest narrative and misinformation that we've ever decided to believe was true. The Bible. No, no, sure, no, I can get I that close. as well. I, I'm with you on that one, right? I don't think we'll argue there. But um, but it's the fact that my name is Troy, mm. and I am my body. Nah. Jim Bob is not actually Jim Bob, and that body is not actually who he is. It's just like an outfit he wears at one point in time. And this energy or this consciousness decides to take this form of Jim Bob, but it doesn't actually care whether it's ever known as Jim Bob or not. So, <laughs> so there's a consciousness living inside of us that's just yeah. using our bodies as hosts? Some kind of intelligence, yes, that wants to experience life in human form for whatever reason. Yeah. Now, Why do so, you believe so, this? Where did that come from? Where did that idea, that concept come from? I, I think, Mike, that um, whether you want to call it God or whatever, whatever mm. you want to call it, yeah. um, I believe that there's a difference between being told of God mm. or being told of that intelligence and experiencing it. Mm. And I think for the most part, a lot of people have been told of it. And you can't know it by being told of it. 
the only hmm. way you can truly know it is by experiencing it. Hmm. And I can, I can, I'll just give you one example. For me, I've always felt really close to something, something, always. But but I now live in a forest. I live in a forest outside of the city in Trinidad. And my first hmm. night in a forest was one of the nights where I think I actually understood that this divine intelligence, that this God was not something outside of myself. It was not like, like in some far off land that there is some kind of energy that connects us to all living things, connects us to each other, and connects us to the natural world. But what brought that along? What brought that thought on? You were in the forest. Were you meditating? Did something visit you? Did it? Well, like what happened? It's not a thought, Mike, because it's not something that happens in the, in the mind. To me, the mind is logic based. Right, the mind is very logical and concerned with. Uh, have you met up. a lot of people? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't a lot. Think there's very many people using their their mind as logic. Um, but yeah, I mean, oh, we, we, well, we well, can get it there. Let me let me put it this way: the mind is, the mind is concerned with giving hmm. proof or explanation or our survival because the mind is very egoic. Which is the mind is driven by our 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 identity as an individual, hmm. and for me this was not something I thought. This was something I felt, and it was undeniable to me. How does how do, can you describe that for me? Because that that's that's interesting. So you felt that there was a higher power in your body or a, a, a force in your body. You felt not not so much in my body. Here's how okay. I see it. Here's how I see it, Mike, is I love that. This might be one of my favorite podcast interviews ever. <laughs> um, so so it's here's how I see it. Okay. I see it as there's a plasma. Think of like a plasma that holds all of existence together. Okay. So it's not that it's inside of me and it's not inside of you. It holds everything together, like almost like we were all in this this body of water, like fish in the ocean almost, I guess. So that's how I see it. It surrounds us. It's not that it's inside of me and it's not inside of anyone else. It's everywhere. It's everywhere. And um that that first night in the forest, so so I grew up in a city, Mike. I'm a yeah. city boy, right? Uh -huh. And and yeah, I live on an island, so I spend a lot of time in the nature, and the waterfalls, and the beaches, and a lot of oh, time. Rub in, it in, jeez, Troy. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of time in nature, right? Uh huh. And but I won't call myself in Trinidad. We have what we call a bushman. I won't call myself like some kind of survival bushman, right? Uh -huh. So that first night, I lived six house, six years in a tree house. And that wow. first that first night in the forest in the treehouse was scary, scary as shit, <laughs> right? Sure. And I felt very threatened mm -hmm. by everything around me. You're talking all the nocturnal creatures come out, all the sounds. The place goes dark. I could scream and no one would hear me. Mm. And I felt very threatened. And um, 
there was something that moved inside of me. And I, I, I believe that there's divine intelligence in our breath. That could be a whole different conversation. That's, you just opened another can. We'll get to yeah, that can later. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, um, you know, I've been practicing and teaching yoga for about almost 20 years. Hmm. So that could be a whole next conversation. But um, I believe that there's intelligence that is communicated through breath. Okay. I could only imagine where that convo is <laughs> going to go. But... Um, <laughs> But what what I realized was that that night in the forest, I felt threatened and I felt unsafe because I saw Most myself. Yeah, but because I saw myself as separate from everything else around me. Hmm. And as long as I saw myself from separate from everything else around me, then I was concerned for my own survival, for yeah. my own safety. Because nature wants to kill you. I mean, that's nature's goal. Right. right. And that's the <laughs> narrative. Wants to eat you. <laughs> that's the narrative we've been told, right? But it's that true. Is, is it? Yes. That's why people I die in the forest. No, that's why no. lions attack and kill people. I mean, that's nature is dangerous. Yeah. If it's dangerous, Mike. Yes. If you believe you cease to exist after your body. <laughs> <laughs> it's still dangerous though. It's still gonna hurt your body. Right? Yeah, it's gonna so hurt that's still your dangerous. body. Yeah, it's gonna hurt your body and you will experience suffering. Yeah. And, and if it eats you, experience... you're not gonna be Troy anymore. Troy's gonna cease nope. to exist. Well, well I'm not I'm not Troy water, anyway, right? Mike. This right, is what exactly. you're missing. I'm exactly. not Troy anyway. No, right? I understand that. Yeah, yeah. So once Good. once that lion eats the body who is troy that troy yeah. person no longer exists and you're just the the water consciousness again is that what what happens exactly and the resonance and vibration of my actions words and thoughts do you feel pain they, of course because i'm yeah. in human form yeah I yeah pain. so that's that's that sucks we, we don't want to be eaten yeah. so that's where the fear yeah. comes from yeah not that we I, need to join yeah. the consciousness but you know yeah i don't um i don't pain. think the human experience is all meant to be flowers and rainbows <laughs> yeah but i don't want to be eaten alive either troy i mean no, there's a difference no, there no. yeah <laughs> can so, i just go so, quietly into the night <laughs> yeah i'm with you and i'm not saying don't get me wrong here mike i'm not saying you would volunteer to be eaten mm. by a lion yeah, yeah. I've seen that. But it's still good to be fearful of that. Sure. That's what fear, I'm ha fear has a purpose. Yeah. Fear has a purpose, of course. But that night I understood and I could feel that I was I was part of everything else around me. I was yes, we are all one with nature. Yeah, we're all part but, of this but, whole circle but, of life but, thing. But it's more than the, yeah, it's more than that. You know, I think a lot of time. We as human beings view humankind as separate from nature, and we're not. Oh, yeah. We're no, part we're not, yeah. of it. Yeah. We're part of it. We agree. Yeah, we're part <laughs> of it. Yeah, hundred percent. So, and I want um, I want to just mention an experience I had um last year is I went into a solitary room mm. in the complete absence of light. So it's what would now be known as a dark retreat or a dark room retreat, yeah. right? Yeah, I heard that. Yeah. And um, what what I understood, and the reason I went into that room, Mike, was because I began to recognize that that we define ourselves by the external world. 
Meaning that I am Troy because you are Mike. I am a human being because this is a jar. <laughs> right? I you I believe in God and you are an atheist, and we define ourselves by our difference of opinion. Hmm. So our de we define ourselves in a lot of ways by hmm. the external world. What's so, the internal world? Is there an well, internal world? Well we can define ourselves by? Well, sure, but the internal world, it depends how you define the internal world. Hmm. Because somebody might define the internal world as their ideas, ideologies, opinions, and beliefs. Which is all based on the external external world. So how yes. do we base anything off of an internal world that we can't see, hear, touch, taste, or feel? Okay, so this was, this was partially my question, Mike. This is why I went into darkness. Because my question was, if I want to understand who I truly am, or even glimpse this intelligence that I call God, oh. then part of doing that would be to remove as much of the external will as I possibly could. And okay. then, what is there then? Darkness what is that? In your own consciousness. Yes, yeah. what is there then? There was. And I'll tell you what, what came out for me. That was probably one of the most agonizing and comfortable experiences of my entire life. Yeah, I could Yeah, I experienced levels of depression and anxiety and suffering that that I couldn't imagine, right? That does not sound like fun. It was not fun, but it was absolutely profound. Well, it was absolutely profound. Things happen to your brain when you're in solitary confinement, and and not all of it's known exactly what and why and how. So I mean, there's yeah. a lot of psychological issues that can happen with that. Uh, yeah, but we don't know. We don't know. Can I kiss on your show, Mike? Of course. Yeah. Of course. So so here's the reality, Mike. Here is the reality. Here it is. We don't know fuck all. We don't know fuck all. Exactly. <laughs> Can we agree on that? Uh, yeah. Well, you know, we we know a little bit of fuck, but not not fuck all. Yeah. 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 Yeah, but we don't know anything. Yeah, we don't know much. We don't know anything, right? And what I came out of that that experience recognizing is mm. there is one thing I can know, and there's one thing I identify with. Okay. And that is that, and again, I'm going to use the words resonance and vibration, even though I try like, I'm real, I pride myself on not sounding like a mumbo jumbo, mumbo jumbo new age spiritual, <laughs> blah, 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 blah. You're right, fine, yeah. <laughs> right? But, but at the same time, there is a resonance and a vibration of everything we do. Every thought, every action, every word, every interaction we have with someone, it carries a vibration with it. And you can feel that. If you're paying attention, you can feel that. If, uh, someone, if someone is a complete jackass, self-centered, ignorant, obnoxious, and they walk in a room, it's a very different feeling to when someone else walks in a room. If you have a conversation mm -hmm. with that individual and an interaction with that individual, it leaves you with a very different feeling and resonance. And what, what I have concluded coming out of that darkroom experience mm -hmm. is that we are 
I'm gonna explain a little bit too. We are our relationships. Okay. In a sense of not that I define myself as a human being because this is a jar. No. <laughs> but we are the resonance and vibration of our relationships. We are that vibration that we contribute to this collective consciousness of humanity. I've heard of that explained a different way. Uh, we build our own universe, you know, so we are sure. that. That's our universe that we build and everything we create yeah. ourselves. We are creators. We are gods in our own sense, in our own worlds. And that matter. Sure. Um, but I mean, as far as that goes, they can only go so far. There's other interactions. There's other people that come in and, 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 and fuck up your planet. You know, there's, there's all kinds of things that happen. Um, yeah. So, but what, thank you for that. I, I, what I did want to get into, though, is that external world versus what? Because if, if we're pushing apart the external world, what exactly are we left with? We're left with that consciousness, that that uh, that that entity, the divine well, entity. What, what are we're you left not, with? I mean, I don't know if I would use the words of pushing it apart, hmm. but but you see, and this is this is where it can get tricky because I want to remove the external world to understand a little bit more of what there is outside of that external will like what is there mm. at the very foundational surface what ex what what is at the very root of the existence of well, our th existence this kind of reminds me of the whole the whole question or the whole thing of uh you're, you're not using you're just using your human brain you're not understanding because you're a human you, you have to get outside that human brain and think differently well i don't know how to yeah. think differently than human that's what i am and yeah. I don't know how to think like a ghost or a spirit or an entity of consciousness. I don't know how that works because that's very confusing to me. Yeah, yeah. I don't think you need to. Okay. <laughs> it just works. I don't. You see, here, here's the thing, Mike. As far yeah. as, as far as, let me put it this way. Yeah. I have no desire to convince anyone that there is a God or higher consciousness. Because here's the reality. If there is, whether we believe it or not, it's irrelevant. Well, help it, it make sense, matter. though, Troy. Help it make sense for me. Because I, I hear this all the time. I'm only thinking with my human brain. I'm not thinking God. You can't think like God. You can't think like my spirit friend or whatever it is. Yeah. You know, and, and uh, okay. One, okay. Yeah. So, so my thing, Mike, is <laughs> that's, that's so good. I love this combo <laughs> because here's the reality. I'm telling you what I believe, yes. what I have come to know and feel. Well, feel. And because he, yeah, because like, you tell me you know this thing. Yeah, it, and and I know it because I feel it. You can't I, know something. You can't trust your feelings, though, Troy. But I can, and I oh, do. Oh man, no, that's a scary thing. We do not trust our feelings. I don't trust my feelings. So I get, you know, you have to like dive into it and find out for sure. Feelings yeah, are, but are. I fleeting. feel like. Let, let's get back a little go bit, ahead. if you mind. Then we can jump back there. We go can ahead, jump back there, right? But here's the the absolute, like, this is the baseline. It comes back to us not knowing. I can't make it make sense for you, Mike. Hmm. I can't. It's well, that's impossible. not cool. <laughs> but, but look at our mere existence. You see, this is this is where you, you start to draw... Everything to me between science, religion, and all of it just freaking melts. It all dissolves. Huh. Because here's the reality. None of it makes fucking sense. 
<laughs> None of it does. Well, it makes sense to we, somebody. That's why we have scientists. You know, they, they make sense to them. Yeah, but yeah. It, it kind of, but not really. <laughs> not really, Mike, because even the even Einstein, mm. when he was dying, he acknowledged it. It's like at the very base of any scientific explanation to anything, mm. I can ask you how and why. Mm. How and why? Yeah. How and why? How and why? We are so absolutely clueless, which is why as long as you are committed to saying it doesn't make sense, cool, it doesn't make sense. It never will. It never will. Okay. I can't <laughs> prove, I cannot prove to you or anyone else that there is a great intelligence. I can't prove that. But, but you're convinced but, of it because the great intelligence convinced you of it or you experienced the great intelligence and allowed it to convince you. Yeah, yeah. I experienced it and I feel it. But but again, here's the thing. I feel it uh-huh. and that's how I know it. Uh-huh. But at the very same time, me and you can I feel, feel it. it. I know it. Yeah, but Troy. hold on. Don't, ju- don't jump ahead, on me yet. Don't jump on me yet, Mike. Don't jump on me yet. Here's why. Because me and you can feel, have the very same experience Hmm. and interpret it differently. And I Hmm. might feel one thing and you might, one, you might not feel something at all Uh or you might feel something completely different. Uh That's the reality of it. And it comes back to the fact that we do not know anything because yeah. wh- what I am is I am a bag of conditioning. <laughs> I am a bag of fucking conditioning in human form. And that conditioning has made me who I am. It has shaped mm. my beliefs, my experiences, mm. my everything. And the same with you. Mm. Right? The same with you. That's how life and works. Yeah, shapes our that's our how lives life works, shape ourselves. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but you can change conditioning, and you can have different experiences, and those mm-hmm. experiences change your perspectives and your conditioning. Mm-hmm. So we are not. So then, if that can change, then we that's not who we are. That might be who we are at one point in time. Yeah. Much like my body is in who I am. It's who I am. You might call it who I am right now because it's housing my conditioning. But it's all I know, I, Troy. Troy is yeah. all I know. This is the Troy. Yeah. All I know is this is Troy. I don't know an invisible part of Troy. So okay. this is so, this is what I go with. What I can. So let, let me tell you. Suppose suppose Mike that me and you were really close. Imagine we were like best friends that grew up from kids and we lived our entire lives together as best friends. And I died when I was eighty. Oh. Better yet, I died when I was 140. I left my body, right? Uh-huh. Um, will you remember me after I was gone? Yes, until I die, and then that memories that I have will be gone. Yeah, but what if you told somebody else about experiences? What if they didn't remember? With? What if they're so like, what? oh, he told me this story about this one dude. I remember the story. Eh, I don't remember the dude. So that way, well, Troy does not continue on. That story does, and whoever that person is, not Troy. So, I mean, there's lots yeah. of different, I mean, 
Are, you, I like the resonating idea, like the whole idea, like yeah. this podcast. It'll go on after I'm gone. Maybe we'll see. But absolutely, nobody can delete it. All of my podcasts could be deleted and gone. So therefore, my resignation, my voice is my whatever is gone. It's it's faded no, away. No way. No way. I did. How does that work? Because when somebody listens to your podcast, it shifts something within them. Oh, well, maybe. It does. Yeah. Because it does, or else you wouldn't be doing this. <laughs> you wouldn't be doing this. Troy, I do if this because I love it. Yeah, okay. but if you didn't think and believe that your podcast impacted people, you wouldn't do it, would you? I would. I, I would. And if my, my podcast didn't impact, again, this is wherever I go to. I love these conversations. I'll be having okay. these conversations regardless of this podcast. If okay, we had yes. one listener, I'd still yeah. be doing these conversations. What if you had no listeners? <laughs> I'd still buy him the listener. So I'd still be doing this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> That's so I love good. the interaction. I love to get to meet all these yeah. new people. And yeah. you're yeah. from Trinidad, man. You're like, yeah. you're not even remotely close to me. So I mean, this is really yeah. cool. But so it's unique I am, experience. But I am Mike. Oh, that's right. That's right. We're we're water. Yeah. Conscious. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 I am. I'm not only close to you, I'm part of you. I'm inside ah, of you. That's anyway. <laughs> I, I know I've never said that on, on the air. I know Sorry, that's a good a, one. As a straight man, that language <laughs> might be somewhat um jarring. But um if you are straight, I don't know. Uh, I'm a, but um but yeah, and ahead, let's get to breath now because okay, this well, is- let's before we get to breath. I, I do want to get All to right. breath, but yeah, um, I do want to go back to. I feel it, therefore I know it. Yeah. Okay, Troy. You can't know what you don't. You can't know what you don't. Feel. You can't trust your feelings. I'm going to give you a scenario here. I was in a relationship right. with somebody I thought cared about me. Yeah. I felt it. I knew it. Guess what? They didn't. Good. Great. So, so why do we trust our feelings, Troy? Why do you trust your feelings? Why do you say you know I something? Ha- I just had an idea. Okay, I look, think me and you should go host a fucking show. Let's do it. What's we're doing right now? <laughs> I think, holy shit, I think we could talk about these things for so long. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Let me get, let me get this. I think, I think we um, have somewhat unconsciously been led to believe hmm. that a human experience is supposed to revolve around our our satisfaction, our needs, hmm. and our desires. And I don't hmm. believe that. I think that, imagine it like this. Hmm. I think that the human experience in some aspect, the answer, now get this, the answer I don't have, right, Mike? Mm. So, so, but I believe, I view the human experience as some, some kind of school. Okay. Some kind of spiritual university. Of oh, that kind, sucks for kids with kind. cancer. Yeah. Great yeah, school. Yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> well, 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 children murdered, you know, I, I don't, but, I don't see that as a good school. It's a shitty school. I know, but, but hear me out here, Mike. Okay. It's shit. I agree with you. Yeah. I Who created the shit you. school. Yeah, I agree with you. It's really shitty <laughs> if we identify with our individual bodies. That's all I can identify with. That's all I have. 
I know because maybe that's all you've experienced. I, I have not it. experienced my other body. Yeah, and and for some of us, we all have different experiences because I believe that's what we're meant to experience. At, at, that's what conditioning we're meant to have and the experience we are meant to have, right? Dude. Now, yeah. We're meant to have experience? Okay, so I'm just going to go to the, the poor kid dying of cancer. He's yes, meant to have yes. that experience? The kid that's raped in church, he's meant to have that experience? Who's, who's I, meaning for these experiences to happen? Yeah, this, yeah, I'm with you, Mike. Yeah. I get it. Human, don't get me wrong. I'm with you. A human experience <laughs> is fucked. Yeah, yeah. And it's laden with suffering and pain beyond mm. our conception. Mm. I'm with you. I'm not arguing that. But get this. Mm. I look at all the pain and suffering in the world. And before I, I deliver what I'm about to deliver, Understand that, the at least for me, I, if you disagree with this, well, I don't know, but the mind is the most powerful thing on the planet. Mm. And whatever you choose to believe becomes your reality. You I can't... choose to believe something, though, Troy. I can't choose to believe that randomly I'm not scared of spiders. I can't choose to believe that. No, it's, it's but you can't. Not how you, it works. You can't choose to believe that spiders are out to get you and that creates your fear well there's a lot of, yeah well you know, i mean my fear is the, the the bite i mean regardless if they're yeah. out to get me if i get too yeah. close they're gonna get scared they're gonna you know <laughs> run yeah. on my face but, i don't know freaking me up right now talking about everything it. but but the mind creates your reality mike in mind creates your anxiety in mind creates fear in mind creates depression in mind creates worry everything exists in the mind and the mind is a collection of our conditioning and our experiences and our programming. Hmm. Your mind and your reality is very different from my reality because my mind chooses to believe something completely different. Oh. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? So my mind, mind is the absolute power. Mind is it. Hmm. To me, the mind is the most powerful thing there is. Everything yeah. you say to me and you believe comes from your mind. It's your reality. Yeah, it doesn't come from my heart or uh, a spirit or a ghost or something inside of me. Yeah, it's, it's, my, it's my mind. It's my own consciousness that's coming up with this, these thoughts yeah. and ideas. Yeah. Whatever, right? Just now, myself. We went, off, we went off topic a little bit. So I forgot where I was going now. I forgot. I completely <laughs> forgot where I was going. It but, um, <laughs> yeah, did we, um, where was I going before I pointed out? I don't know, but let's go mind. back to the breath. Let's go to, let's, we're, we're getting close here okay. to the end. Let's close out on the breath. Let's talk about that. All right, good, good. <laughs> so, it would, um, it makes sense. Well, let me get straight into it, right? Yeah, jump on it. Now, I would talk to somebody about the word spirit like Holy Spirit, but of course that means nothing to you because you don't connect to any kind of spirit or God no or intelligence. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But it makes sense to me when I understood that the word spirit actually comes from the Latin word spiritus. Hmm. And it means to breathe. To breathe. To breathe. Now, I have been teaching and practicing yoga for over almost 20 years now. And 
I think there are a lot of misconceptions around the practice of yoga in our world today, and that might take a whole nother conversation, right? Well, yeah. yeah, people do their own thing, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, but I have I've come to understand that um there is an intelligence in the breath. And that intelligence there's certain in breath. In the breath, right? In the breath. And there, there's something that happens when someone cultivates an intentional relationship with their breath. And You're going to have to explain also, that. That's just going way over my head. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I will. But before I go there, um, it makes sense to me that there would be some kind of divine element in the breath because in the air we breathe. Because it's the one thing that connects every living being on the planet. I live in Trinidad. You uh -huh. live in Las Vegas. Uh -huh. And I wouldn't be surprised, Mike, if at some point along our existence that the same molecules of air that were inside of me <laughs> one day move in, are inside of you. That's mm. why pandemic was a shit show. Well, people are dumb. That's why the pandemic was a shit show. But yeah, well, we could that that too could be a whole different conversation. But um, the air we breathe is the one thing that connects every living being on a planet. What about so, the sun? Doesn't that connect every living being on the planet? The yeah, ground, like, the sure, earth. all of it, all of it, all of yeah. it, sure, all of it. But what if someone um lived in a cave? I never saw sunlight before. Ooh, good one. Good one. Hmm. Yeah. I'm not hmm. I'm not like I love his son. I think light is phenomenal and I think light is absolute magic. So I'm not trying to take anything no, away from yeah. it. <laughs> no, but, I, I believe um, <laughs> Yeah. So um so, so as far as uh, the molecule that the it's a god force or a god that's coming in and out of our breath? How does that work? What is that? It's an it's an intelligence and a consciousness, and you see, it's I believe it's also beyond our understanding, which is why I can't make it make sense for you, Mike. But you understand it's, it. Mm, I'm 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 trying to, but I can't say I understand it because well, it doesn't it, make any sense to me then either. I mean, if it, it doesn't make it, sense to you, and it doesn't make sense to me, why do we believe it? Because I feel it. You feel again. Your fe you're trusting yeah, your feelings but, here. Oh, you know, that's what we well, always talking, talking about. That's what you're talking about, right? Oh, that's what you're talking about. All right, so should we go back there? A little we're going bit? right back to it. Yeah, trusting that feeling, feeling. Feeling keeps coming up, right? And we were talking about hmm. all the pain and suffering in the world and how we hell it could make any sense, hmm. right? And I was talking about how we, I saw a human experience at some kind of curriculum. Hmm. Now get this, Mike. Can I prove this to you? No. No. But this is what I have chosen to believe to help it make sense to me. You've I chosen cho to believe it to help it make sense to you. Let's let's Yeah, yeah. You've chosen now, to believe so, it. So yeah, no, so get this. Yeah. Right. We just we just and this is where my referencing mind came up. Uh-huh. Because what you choose to believe becomes your reality. It dictates your reality in life. But doesn't make it true, though. It what you choose to believe, it, yeah. Or that, of course, it doesn't make it true. Yeah. But it's true to you. 
that doesn't make it universally objectively true. It's just subjectively true. I can subjectively what, believe that, what that is spiders are not venomous. That doesn't make it what, not. What is objectively true, Mike? Spiders are venomous. Not true. Not all spiders are venomous. All spiders are venomous. They just have a different level of venom. Okay. What if they, I go to a place where there are no spiders? Where? Antarctica? Maybe Antarctica. I don't know. Right now, where I am right now, <laughs> in this seat right now, there is no spiders. Oh. Mike, here's the There's thing, two brother. Here. Mike, here's the thing, brother. The same way you can question everything I say, uh-huh. I can question everything you say. Absolutely. Absolutely. But yeah. I'm not making any so, claims at this point. I'm, I'm No, yeah. no, yeah. And neither am I. My claim to you is that my one claim is that what you choose to believe in your mind is your reality. Uh-huh. Right? What you choose to believe in your mind is your reality. It doesn't uh. mean it is it doesn't mean <laughs> it is real reality. It's not it a real reality. Mean, it's it's a it's a fantasy it's, essentially. It's your reality. It's your fantasy. Call it whatever the hell you want. Because it can't yours. be real, though. It can't be a reality. If I, if again, if I'm thinking no. that spider, this spider right here is not venomous. I, I do have a spider here. It is not venomous. That doesn't make it real. No, and if I grab but... him and I muck with him and he bites me, and I'm like, eh, it's not venomous. That doesn't make that venom any less real. No, but it's real to you up until the point when you up until reality it. comes in. Yeah, until you get done. <laughs> And you realize, well, holy fuck. Holy was shit, that wrong. was not a good idea. <laughs> that was not a good idea. I was wrong. Good. The point is, Mike, that the mind dictates your reality. There's ah. nothing anybody can say that can disprove that. Well. What you choose to believe is real. When you see a psychotic madman walking the streets, talking to himself, mm-hmm. his reality in that moment is real to him. Mm. It's real it's, to him. It's real to him. But Same, when we step out of uh, out of his subjective, twisted view of things, we find that in reality, it's not real. Right? Well, maybe not. Sure, maybe not. So that's not truth. Position. No, but there's only one truth. We said that already. <laughs> Mike, that we don't know anything. <laughs> the, I, I, I believe we can know some things. And yeah, you know what you think you know, and that thinking and knowing comes from your mind. Trey, I know I'm talking to you. Yeah, your mind tells you you're talking. It's not to a me, feeling. How do, you, how do you know this is not a hologram? I don't, but I know I'm talking to what all I can go is what I can see, feel, hear, touch, taste in my reality. Okay. And this is as yeah. far as I can go. Is I've had hundreds of these conversations, and not one of them right. has. Has been a oh man, sorry my my headset just went out. Ah, yeah. Are you there? Okay, now I'm back. Seeing, um, Are you there? Yeah. Can, can you hear me? Okay, there we go. Yo, man, yo. I can hear you. My my All earbuds right, went out, you. so I couldn't hear anything. Yeah. Damn it! What was yeah. I saying? Ah. Well, I don't I know, don't... but it's <sighs> like we're going wrong, we're going wrong in circles a little bit, Mike, because. There, there's yeah. only two, tr- if you want to call it, there are two ultimate truths. Yes. One is that we don't know anything. Yeah. Well, we're we can know something. Clueless. That's what I was going for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, one is we're absolutely clueless. Hmm. The second only thing we know to be true is that whatever you believe to be true is your truth and reality. 
Ah. Doesn't mean it's someone else's. But we base it but off of reality. Yours. Well, the things we can see, hear, taste, touch, feel—not like right. feelings, sure. but feel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah but at the same time, and experiences. Sure, but at the same time, mm-hmm. me and you may have the same experiences and feel different things. Yes, but we all live in the same reality, just like the crazy guy talking to himself on the side road, side of the road. He lives in well, the reality that. that he lives in his own reality where he's talking to somebody, but in the actual yeah. real world, there's nobody there. Okay. So what's so the point? There is a truth there and he is not seeing it. He's made up his own truth, which is not true. Does that make sense? But how do you know, Mike? Oh my because God. There's... <laughs> how do you because we know? have, ex- we have scientists and doctors that say that's called psychosis and we have testings and we have history of it. We have all these things to go back it up. Science, evidence, you know, all how those things. You... Evidence. How do you know all of that is true? How do you know that this is real, that I am real? That Again, I'm only going by my own reality. I, I could be a brain in a vat. Yeah, I have a, 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 my... My brother-in-law yeah. thinks that we're all in a system of computers. Right. This is all just a simulation. Sure. So but you're, nobody, can, you're... nobody can draw the conclusion of where the truth lies in that. Because we don't know, Mike. That's we don't know. And it's all just guessing. We don't, and we, don't we can know only go by our reality. Yeah. but The but real, tangible world. But here's what I'm, I want to get at for get you. Because maybe <laughs> this I close this circle. Absolutely. What any individual chooses chooses to believe is true becomes their reality. Mm-hmm. Good. It Doesn't becomes, make it truth though. No, don't yeah. stop. Give me a moment here. I'm trying <laughs> to answer your question. Right? It doesn't make it true. Mm-hmm. We live in a world that is filled of pain and suffering and misalignment and separation and otherness and inhumane absolute fuckery. For me, what I have chosen to believe makes that world a little bit more palatable. Mm. And it makes me believe that everything I say, do, and think can make somewhat of a difference. Mm. And it gives my life somewhat of a purpose. Mm. I don't give a shit whether anyone remembers my name or not. Because I am not my body to me. Yeah. I am the resonance and vibration of how I make others feel. And that how I can impact the ongoing collective consciousness of humanity. That is what I have chosen to believe. To make this experience of this human experience and this world we live in. To make it make some kind of sense to me. And to give me some kind, give us all some kind of purpose. Mm-hmm. If it's not a purpose you collect to, then cool. But but to, to add to that, because we were talking about this a little bit while ago, and I mm-hmm. mentioned the idea of this experience being a curriculum. Yeah, school. It's not. It's not. It's not a pleasant <laughs> curriculum. It's not always pleasant. It's not always happy. It's not always easy. And sometimes we have to experience things that cause us immense pain and suffering. And those things I can only hope and believe. I know, I have chosen to know and believe that on some level, they 
here to teach us things like compassion, forgiveness, surrender, non-attachment, and all of it. Okay, I got you. Let me say one more thing. You got to go to the extreme on that, though. Go to the extreme on that. And then say those words to teach us compassion. Go to the extreme. Let me me say one thing first. Because to me, this is the hammer and the nail. This is the pin on it. All of the things we're experiencing and all the suffering and all the pain in that moment are very real, are very real to those people experiencing it and to Mm. us witnessing it. And again, this is what I have chosen to believe to help it make sense to me, Mm. right? Is that it becomes a lot heavier if we identify with our physical bodies. But if we can identify with something outside of physical bodies, then in that moment, along the massive timeline of existence, forget humanity, human existence is barely visible on the timeline of existence. So in that moment, that one speck of time, that one moment of immense suffering and pain, passes because we are not actually our body because we die eventually yeah eventually that that pain we leave we leave our body and we learn and we experience what we need to and we move on yeah i don't think kids need to experience rape in church so i'm just gonna throw that out there i don't think kids need to experience that i don't think anybody needs to experience that honestly yeah yeah Um, absolutely whatever force this telling us that we need to experience this shit school yeah i say fuck off yeah well, I, I understand, Mike, why you might say that and why someone else might say that. I yeah, get I don't it. think it's a good thing at all. I think it's horrible. Yeah, I think it's sadistic. Yeah. I think it's fucked up. But that's okay. Yeah. yeah. <sighs> and I, I also say, Mike, I also want to say this for listeners. Remember, all of us have our own experiences and our own conditioning. And I am very conscious of the fact that my conditioning has been one of extreme privilege. And I'm not talking about financial privilege or skin color privilege or any of that stuff. What I speak to is the privilege of safety and security mm-hmm. and the privilege of knowing what love is. Mm-hmm. And I think my entire life, I have always benefited from that. Mm-hmm. So I do understand why someone can say, yeah, those perspectives are skewed. And I'll be like, I understand why you can say that. I get it. I completely get it. And I completely understand why someone might have another experience or other views due to their experiences and their conditioning. Hmm. But again, for me, I I would like to believe that I have dedicated my life every day to try to make your world a better place through every interaction, every word, every conversation, because I believe that every thought, every word, every action I have makes a difference in the world. Hmm. So if I was not intentional with my actions, words, and thoughts, I could be making world a more fucked up place. Well, I appreciate you trying 
to do it I better. Try. <laughs> I try, Mike. You know, there's and too many other people not yeah, working on that. <laughs> I be I believe for each and every individual, they do that in their own way. Hmm. And I believe that the bottom line is that's what fucking matters. Hmm. That's what matters. Hmm. Nothing else matters. I don't care, Mike, if you believe in God, don't believe in God. I don't care. Hmm. But I would like to believe that that I would love to know that my impact on you as a human being is in some way to inspire you to try to have a positive impact on hmm. other human beings. Absolutely. I try and have a positive impact. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, I don't always do it, but I try. Yeah. We try. <laughs> that's all we could do. And that's what I mean, Mike, by the fact that the resonance and vibration of our relationships hmm. is what we lives our own for. universe. We are our own gods. Yeah. It, yeah. That is what lives forever. You know? Well, it's been fun, Troy. I Mike, appreciate it, it's, man. It's been, um, it's been really interesting. It's been really fun. This has been such a beautiful podcast for me and a conversation. Um, yeah, it's been really good. I've, I've learned <laughs> Go ahead and, a lot. Go ahead and plug myself. your stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Where, where can we find Troy? Oh. Plug myself, all right? Plug myself. I'm at TroyHuddy.com. Um, if somebody is interested in yoga, otherwise I have a, a yoga studio online called BeyondYogaTV.com. I have a book coming out um, in October, November. So if anybody is interested, even if they're just interested because they want to read it and rip it apart, cool, dude. Do it. Do it. <laughs> you know? It's called My Name is Love, and it's going to be out in October, November. I am on Instagram. If anybody has questions, they want to shoot my way. Um, they think I can offer anything or any in insight. I'm there to help us all figure it out because we know nothing. We know nothing. You know Thank nothing. you, Troy. This has been a blast. Stay safe out there. Yeah. We'll keep in touch. You too, Mike. Love my brother. That's all the show there is for you today. Thanks for listening. As always, you can find me at the Bible Says What YouTube and Facebook pages. You can also find clips of the show on TikTok under BSW the Podcast. If you like what you heard and want to help keep the recording light on, simply go to patreon.com forward slash BSW the Podcast and sign up to be a supporter of the show. Your episodic tithes of a dollar or more will get you early access to each episode by at least three days, stickers, shirts, and shout outs. That's patreon.com forward slash BSW the Podcast. For the latest events, BSW swag, including signed copies of The Bible Says What the Book, head on over to the show's ever-evolving webpage at thebiblesayswhat.com. And no matter which platform you use to listen to your podcasts, don't forget to hit that subscribe button so you won't miss out on the next episode. Until then, would you kindly pick up your Bibles and read them? From In the Beginning to the Musical Apocalypse, this is The Bible Says What. I'm your host, Mike Wiseman. Quick update. Now, nah. <laughs> ah, I'll get it right one day. Whew. Uh.
That day's got to be today, though. 